What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Cool Talks. I'm your host, Grady Cool. With me, I have my two co-hosts. Drew and Jack. And we have our lovely guest. Anna Wilson. And this week, we're going to be getting into a little bit about all sorts of things. But do you want to give yourself a little bit of an introduction? I feel like you've been kind of all over the place, but note on some of the more notable parts. Okay, yeah. So I am a senior at ASU, just graduated. Um, I am double major business management, human resources, minor in communication, certificate in business data analytics. Um, and I've been president of two clubs. Right now, president of SHRM, previously president of Women's Business Leaders Association. Um, on my fourth internship now, and well, I just completed it, and I will be working full-time with PwC post-graduation. For reference, what's nice. PwC? So it's Price, Price Waterhouse Cooper. Um, it's one of the big four consulting firms, so I'll be doing management consulting with them. Okay. Yeah, so out in Dallas, super excited. I'm on the deals team. Um, so like anything, mergers, acquisitions, like divestitures, I will be pretty much like project managing that because like when right now AT&T and DirecTV are splitting and so you have to make a whole new company practically Mm. so my team helps advise that and they did like Facebook Instagram so I'm so excited it'll be cool very nice yeah they do more like business to business and business to consumer right Mm -hmm. yeah that's probably why people don't know the name as much unless Mm -hmm. they're in business itself exactly Mm -hmm. yeah well and if you ask because um, they rename themselves just to PwC, but if you ask older people, they all recognize the long name. But everyone's like, PwC, what's that? And I'm like, yeah. So. so. Okay, so you were hired kind of with the... I don't know why I already blanked out, but I'm just gonna, <laughs> from what I remember, you said you were like, like consulting, things like that, yeah. for that. So if we were to hire you as a consultant right now, how long would, how much would this episode like cost... Uh-huh. Not, a, not necessarily how much you get paid, but how much yeah. would it cost to hire you yeah. for this episode of consulting? I have no clue, honestly, yet. Um, I've heard that the big three, so there's the MBB, which is like Bain and Boston Consulting Group, and they're they're like Illuminati. They're behind everything <laughs> in the world. Um, they, I think, are like 500 an hour. Mm. But from my understanding, <laughs> I'm an associate, so I will be cheaper obviously, and that sounded really bad, but like, you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know, but I know it's, you know, they have big clients, so I can't imagine how much all that's costing, so the pressure's on to, to really speed up my Excel skills, but yeah, okay. yeah, so we'll see. <laughs> we don't offer benefits either, by the way. So, oh, to uh, be on the Cool Talks? No, there's no dental, no vision, oh, no health. Oh my gosh. Uh, there's... All we have is social media clout to a very small extent. <laughs> <laughs> does that count as clout? Or does that count as existing? You know, I think... I hated that noise, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's nice that Grady's mom supports us on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> you, have a, you have a dedicated fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So basically, since last time we've heard you, you've become even more overqualified for sitting here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm still... Still say me. It's just now I now I have a full time offer. So, yeah. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. I'm it's kind of like when you have a bunch of little things that all look really nice, and then you have like one dart thrown in that just looks like super solidified the yeah. whole thing. It's just the yeah. star at the top of the Christmas tree resume she's got going on. Just big yeah. Christmas tree that just says Anna on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'll have a wall of diplomas and no walking. Oh, multiple. So- well, I mean, two majors. Oh. Um, so, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll mm. keep it going eventually, but it's I'm like sure. that that graduation <laughs> feels like a piece of paper at this point. Mm. So That <laughs> makes a lot of sense, yeah. given the whole 
No ceremony thing. So rough. I was so upset. I just had a lot of cords though. Days. Me? Yes. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> I had the like GPA one, and then I had one for one for like each club. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's that's Seven. a lot, right? No, well, no, no. <laughs> for I two club ones. So yeah, okay. how to you know how to flex with my cords, get the pictures. You can also get like the special stoles they have sometimes. Yeah. Mm. If I stayed in Advos, would have gotten one of those, but... Oh, yeah, I didn't... I was... I'm technically in Advos. <laughs> That's how a lot of people are this year. It's like, it's on my resume, but uh, I haven't been given tours. <laughs> well, I was... I joined during uh, COVID, like when COVID happened. Yeah, and so I never sense. officially gave a tour, <laughs> but I kept getting the emails. So... And I asked to be put on alumni status or whatever, and they still haven't. So I'm just, I'm in the club, and no one knows who I am. So they're getting all of these things of like, oh, our graduating seniors, no one knows that I exist. So Could you do just yeah. like one tour to get the final tour jump in the pool? Probably, yeah, maybe. It's your first and final. Sometimes people graduate and then come back because they like the club so much to just do that final tour. I knew one girl that did that. She'd been graduated for a year. Didn't get to do it last year because there was zero at the end of last year yeah. yeah they just came back in august or september that i think they started again but and for reference for anyone who's listening who doesn't know what we're talking about there <laughs> for uh there's this club called devil's advocates they basically do tours around campus and on their very final tour like right when they're graduating they are showing off the sdfc they're showing off the pool and they just find creative ways to just jump in the pool in their clothes or pretend to trip in or we were gonna try to tackle some of our friends and <laughs> counts as rough housing and it's not safe. Well, Drew, why did you ask before you did the tackle? Apparently you have to run it by the lifeguards so the lifeguards don't get pissed at you while you're there. What are they gonna do? Fire you from some devil in trouble then? Oh, okay. okay. I wouldn't care, but my friends involved in it would. Yeah. Well, I mean, then the lifeguards just actually have to do their job. <laughs> you know, just save, save the friend. <laughs> Just gonna avoid emergencies. Too many bad things have happened. Yeah. Well, so, you've had a lot of different experiences. It's kind of hard for someone to like hear the list and not just be like, "Okay, and which one was that?" But of that all, what have you found the most enjoyable? And I guess why? I feel like that's a big question for a lot of people in that situation. Yeah. Um, I think for me, as far as just getting pleasure out of it. I've really enjoyed being president of clubs, uh, WBLA, Women's Business Leaders Association specifically, uh, because you can really, um, you know, you're having fun and you're technically doing something for your resume at the same time, but I've just really enjoyed being able to like give back on campus as yeah. cliche as that is <laughs> um but you know like leave a light like it's cool to see all of your work actually be used later on and see the difference that it's making so definitely love that um those are my girls so <laughs> yeah i would say that for sure um and uh, surprisingly so when i'm in interviews most yeah. people so i've worked at johnson and johnson very very few, few people ever asked about that and I was surprised because like that's a really big name. I was like, okay, this yeah. is like this will be really good experience. And I it only ever gets brought up in interviews if they ask a question I want to like tie into that that experience. You but no one yourself. yeah. What? No one ever asks about it. And I was like, that's so surprising, you know. Just that club in particular or just 
in general. Like, so no one will ever ask about J&J. People will ask about my club experience more than any internship experience. But they think it's weird because it's... Like, internships, it's the same with entry-level roles, right? Like, they say no experience, but you also need experience yeah. to be there. So I think, like, yeah. it just gets me in the door, and then people don't. Yeah. Entry-level position, 10 years experience needed. Yeah. Hmm. I, I've experienced the same thing with interviews, though, where it's like, they see that you have work experience, they're like, cool, that's why you're sitting here. But that does not provide me any sort of personality. So, who are you? What have you been a part of? Yeah, well, I was in an interview a couple weeks ago, and he had seen, so my CA job, like the community assistant role, not on my resume, but because I was just tailoring it to that role, so not on that resume that I applied with, he had looked at my LinkedIn before the interview, Mm -hmm. and he brought it up, and he said, so I saw on your um, resume, or on your LinkedIn, that you're an RA, um, and he asked me a specific question (laughs) about that experience. It was like, the one thing that's not on my resume, you found out yourself, and then (laughs) asked me about it, I was like, oh my gosh. Hey, if they're researching you outside of your resume, it's because they're really interested in you. Yeah. It's probably a good sign, sign. yeah. Yeah. Well, I have my LinkedIn linked on there, Mm -hmm. so it's like pretty easy when someone like looks, they're like, oh, curious, but yeah, I was so, I was like, what the heck, after all that? Yeah, no longer with the home addresses. LinkedIn address. That's that's what you're putting up there. Email, phone number, LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly how I have it. Yeah. Proud of me, Jack. I finally made a LinkedIn. Guys, he did it. Go to uh, yep. Drew Grayson LinkedIn. I don't know what it is. Yeah. We're getting to 500 plus. If they, if you just put your name in, there's probably a lot of people named Drew Grayson. But probably. I don't actually know what my LinkedIn account is. I literally made it for a job. It's not by account name. It's usually by like uh, like your actual full name and then by picture. Interesting. Yeah. Find the if one that looks like you. But you should. I don't yet. You should. You I get, literally like, made it to look up the people like that I would be having interview me. That makes sense. Yeah. So. Did you know that it tells them though that you looked at their it profile? It does. You yeah. know that, right? Okay. Okay. Drew just, Grayson. Just need to like tell you that disclaimer because I have a lot of people find out the hard way. <laughs> That's very good to know. Yeah. No, I had a friend who she found that out and she's like, I've I've literally looked up any guy I've ever talked to had a crush on on LinkedIn and it like oh, no. told me. Most regular folk don't have LinkedIn premium because it's like super okay, expensive. Okay, you need yeah. that for premium. But if you have, if you're a recruiter or something It'll like that, you definitely anyway. have it. So yeah. they can see everybody who Does it show you if they don't have premium? No, it shows like occasionally like a random one. It won't show you everyone. It'll show you just like glimpses of like, like if you get randomly sampled basically. So like I've heard of Facebook stalking, but if you ever go down to LinkedIn stalking, just beware. LinkedIn will tattle on you. Yeah, yeah. And they will. And LinkedIn stalking I think snitches. tells you a lot more about people, you know? <laughs> Like, yeah. Probably, yeah. It's really, it's really interesting. So, <laughs> would recommend. <laughs> Definitely a couple of employers that I decided not to interview for because there's a lot of very controversial political stuff on there. Mm. On their professional account, which I found curious. People don't care. They will just go right for it. You know, that's the type of person they are when they're posting something like politically charged right to their LinkedIn. Yeah. Like, Ooh, this is a little spicy right here. <laughs> Yeah. I think it, it just is so interesting to see people that you know um, or like find I always find that's how I get a lot of interviews is like through LinkedIn but 
Um, it's just so funny to like frat boys, for example, <laughs> not to like stereotype, but some, I have some friends who are, who are genuinely like this, um, is like, you see them and you never see them actually like working. You see mm-hmm. them like hanging out all the time. And then you look on their LinkedIn and it's so oh impressive. God. I'm like, what who are you like, what you actually do homework or you <laughs> nepotism, baby. Yeah. <laughs> How did you buy an internship? Yeah. You have a, a family member that just so happens to have their own company and you don't have to show up to work for your internship you just had the internship you get that glowing True. review <laughs> there's like too many people that come to mind too many things i'm like i i've been given a, a little golden path myself i don't know i don't feel bad Blow the golden spoon in your mouth yes oh he skipped the silver spoon then huh what's that what look at this boy <laughs> anyway <laughs> So you've had a lot of positions that I feel like are rather sought after, like getting president of an organization that is like fairly big within like the business school, kind of hard. Getting an internship with Johnson & Johnson or getting a job at PwC, like those are sought after things. <laughs> what do you think that you personally have done has led to that kind of success? Um, I think the best thing that I always say to people too is like get involved early and get experience as soon as you can because... I start it all started because I got a really small internship in an office that had five people and having that on my resume it all kind of was a domino effect and even within WBLA I got involved so early on that I know a lot of recruiters I knew everyone um, and just showing that ambition as a freshman um, I think really changed and set me up for success but I also think it's never too late to get involved um, but for me everything happened because my friend signed up for the WBLA at the at the career fair and I didn't want to go but it did (laughs) and then honestly I just fell in love with it and I looked at the president and I said I want to be her and so figuring out what do I need to do to get there Um, and for me even for internships what I would do my freshman year uh, is I would walk up to companies knowing they're not going to hire me I knew I had no Mm. shot but I would say hey so I know when I'm a junior I can apply for this what should I do now Mm. until then to get to get an interview or get the job and they would literally tell you exactly what they want like here you go like do this so um, yeah, I think honestly doing things early and then it makes you so much better at talking to people and knowing how to be professional and, and all of those, the cliche networking, um, but it's true even with like the, the golden spoons, right? Like who you know, not what you know. So. Did you get the same answer from all those recruiters? Because I feel like I personally have not. Like they will say different things that contradict with each other. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on... A lot of them will say, like, be involved or something. Yeah, Um, that's vague. Yeah. There's some that's, like, real obvious stuff. Like, if you have five things in your resume, it's better than one. Yeah. Thanks, recruiter. I would have never guessed. I've been doing this all wrong, Grady. Who would have thought? How'd you get a job (laughs) with one thing on your resume, Drew? And what was Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, what one thing? Can we see your resume? I I was kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, Drew, he's holding out on us. What is this magical golden ticket? Let's just say there's a lot of job titles that I was hired for different things, and they're really all just subsets of working for my parents' company. (laughs) Guys, all right, that is the idea of the nepotism. Parents need to own that company for you. Also clubs, or like random certifications. Looks great. That's fair. Like all the they love it when ones. you're like pre-certified, yeah. so they don't have to pay for you to go through the whole thing. They're like, "Oh my god, this guy already knows what he's doing," <laughs> or claims to. True. 
Honestly, one of the best like hacks that I found is for people working at small companies and you're doing a job like something assistant or whatever, and your title is an intern to ask them if you can say intern, because even <laughs> like literally regardless of what you're doing, just having the word intern on your resume, that's what like opens the doors for you because companies are like, oh my gosh, like you've interned somewhere before. They don't care what you did. It's just that you were in that environment. So my first internship did the reverse of that. It's like just a sales rep job doing door to door sales, but they put internship in front of it. It's the exact same job as everybody else working there, but hey, people want it. It says internship. Yeah. Nice. It works. Yeah. Value. Yeah. <laughs> the weird thing for me is so I went through the uh, interview process recently and the one thing that they really picked up on that they thought was great was uh, because my job involves a lot of networking and things like that too because they want you to kind of get more guest contracts for the company while you're working mm -hmm. is they were like, oh, so you were a camp counselor for a while. You know how to deal with children. These people are practically children half <laughs> yeah. the time. This would be great. <laughs> You didn't think that would work out so well, did you? <laughs> it's literally the only thing on my resume they mentioned. That's it. That's the golden ticket. Somehow. <laughs> a camp counseling. Camp yes. counseling. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be a part of Camp Kesem, it will reward you greatly throughout life. Great organization. <laughs> helps the kids. They need it. <laughs> you mentioned earlier that you like being president of an organization. Like, that's the most enjoyable aspect. What about it, I guess, do you find the most enjoyable? Yeah, so I um, I think really it's, you know, the cliche impact. But for me, I came into both the organizations I, I've been president of at a time where there were there were a lot of changes that needed to be made. Um, so when I joined WBLA as president, the organization was really small. Our retention was in the hole. Um, at one point, I think we had a meeting where only the executive board attended. And so then that following fall, I became president. Mm. And for me, it was building that foundation for the future. Uh, and so I added a ton of new processes and actually like standardized a way of doing things and like made archives in the Google Drive instead of starting over from scratch every single year. Um, and really, it was crazy of how much from there I've seen it grow. And I remember um, when I had joined, and I was on the e-board the previous year before I was president, and when I was in that role, you know, there were people, there were people in that role that just did it for the resume filler, but... I think I wanted to have that impact that the first president had on me and really leave that legacy, right? And right. so when I was president, by the end of it, I had girls telling me, they were like, you made like such a difference. Oh, and yeah. like people, people treat it, like the people love WBLA yeah. just as much as I did. And there's so many people that do now. And now my, one of my mentees from the club, actually, she is, she was president this past year. And um, to see how much it's grown, it's insane. It's now one of the biggest clubs in WP Carry when we were, our, we had like no members at one point, right? Wow. So um, I think for me, it's really seeing that change and I hope to do the same with Sherm of after this full year hopefully in the, like this following year when I'm no longer president I, I'm really excited to see how it grows and like changes and it's, like that foundation it's really fulfilling when you have something you kind of take from the ground up and mm -hmm. to see it able to take off on its own yeah exactly it's like you raised this this <laughs> Club is your child. <laughs> that, I always say that. I'm like, it's like my baby. Like, WBLA was my baby. Yeah. But it's so terrifying at the same time of when you pass it off. You, like, 
I remember thinking, like, okay, I really hope that next year whoever's going to be president really cares about it. And, like, and the e-board takes it to the next level mm-hmm. because it's like you spend so long doing this and then it takes one year to oh. ruin it all. You know, one yeah. bad president or something. So. And that's how your parents felt when you went to college. Wait, what? <laughs> one bad year. We spent one so bit. long taking care of this. Yeah. And now I just hope wherever they go, it'll be good because it takes one year to ruin everything we've done. One year, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why you don't call like a python grip on kids. Come back with a face tattoo. <laughs> just scare them. Oh, I would. I got one oh, of those, um, you can get fake piercings. Mm-hmm. And when I was younger, I wanted to see how I would look with a nose ring, even though my mom told me I shouldn't get a nose ring, but I was curious, you know? Right. So I got like Natural. a $4 like, a, like fake one to see if I would look good in it, and I ordered it, and I scared my mom. I thanked her, but I actually got my nose pierced, and she was so mad, but... <laughs> I don't know why people are so against it. I feel like it's not like a huge plus or a huge minus on either side. It's yeah. just just a little thing. Well, I'm very allergic to metal. Oh, really? Nickel? So, I think so, yeah. So, so my ear when I got my ears pierced, I had to re-pierce them so many times cuz they it just was not good. I was so allergic to it. And so my mom is like, "You don't want your nose to be infected because everyone you, you can't hide that." So, that's why she was against it for me, but not a tattooed person either, so. Why? I was like, that's why. <laughs> uh, yeah, totally that's like excuse. excuse. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, it was a good point, but yeah. <laughs> that's fair. I'm two nostrils is enough. Yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> so you also mentioned that you basically have decided not to have any sort of like serious relationship throughout college. What made you originally decide to do that? Yeah. So. Um, I really coming into college wanted to initially just focus on myself. Um, in high school, I, I was always in a relationship, not on purpose, but like, okay, Happens. I, I said that, I said that last time too. Oh God. Okay. One I need, to, the I need yeah, I need to think before I speak a little bit more, but <laughs> you get better answers this way. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. yeah it makes it more entertaining. Um, but yeah, I can't do that in the professional world. <laughs> Some people do. Some people get all the way to president doing it. I don't know. It fair. It's because their daddy owns the company. Back to nepotism. <laughs> there we go. Um, but yeah, I was always just in a relationship, and so coming to college, I wanted to. Plus, I moved across the country, so I really wanted to figure out who I was and spend time meeting people, and not focus on that. Um, and I think for me, I had a really toxic friendship throughout high school Mm. so my whole life since I was in third grade I had a really toxic um, best friend where she would get mad at me if I hung out with other people so I could hang out yeah it was not good so I could hang out with my boyfriend and that wasn't like going behind her back or anything so I always would then hang out with my boyfriend would hang out with someone that wasn't just that exactly supplement that yeah so then I realized I was almost I had to come to terms with myself that I was dependent on a guy because when you can't call your best friend and say hey like guess what happened mm. well i would call my boyfriend and so not having that i was like i have to get used to not having that because mm. um, that's not healthy so and independent from both her and him yeah yeah well <laughs> my goal was not for, for that not to happen um but yeah so then and even just to learn to like trust friends and that like friends should be 
you should want good for each other, you know? Yeah. Um, and so from there, that's kind of how it started. But then I quickly got so busy that it just didn't make sense for me to spend time with a guy over my friends, you know, and yeah. prioritize mm -hmm. that. So I think it's been good and I've learned a lot about myself and I've, I've like talked to people, um, but very, very clear that it's ne I'm never going to make that relationship. Yeah. I feel like sometimes that's like a hard line for people to draw. They're like, yeah, I can do it. And then they start catching feels yeah. and it... Okay, some people can do it, but I feel like it gets harder like the more time you spend together, so it's always like kind of a short-term type thing. Everyone yeah. thinks they can do it. What? Everyone thinks they can do it. I don't think I can do it. I am a very clingy human being. <laughs> well, I think for me it's just when I'm when I'm talking to someone, it almost becomes a relationship without the title. And for me, and that that works really well for me because I set up the clear expectations that there's not going to be that title there, but there's a few things that it's okay if I don't do that come with the title. Like, right. I don't want to, uh, like, I'll hang out with them, and I could literally hang out with them, like, every single day that week, but I don't go on dates with them. Like, I don't, usually I won't, like, meet their friends or anything like that, um, and I don't like the obligation that you have to, like, be in constant communication. <laughs> I hate that. As we have heard of just going <laughs> dark <laughs> yeah yeah going MIA off the grid um, yeah I call it various things but yeah just I'll disappear for like a weekend or just watch my phone ring and mm -hmm. not pick it up because you know when you do so many things all the time the seconds I have off, I don't want to spend that mm. talking to someone else. Those are right? yours, not somebody else's. Exactly. Oh, okay. Like I need like a I need a brain break, and I think like mental health probably plays into that too. And on top of that, I'm an extroverted introvert. I think, really, like <laughs> okay, I need, explain that one. <laughs> an extroverted introvert. Um, so technically, the definition of introversion is how you recharge and how you get energy, right? So if you're an extrovert, you get energy by being around people. If you're an introvert, you get energy by being by yourself. And I'm outgoing, I love talking to people, but even if I'm with people all day, I at least need like 15 minutes by myself to just like chill and yeah. scroll through my phone and mm -hmm. no one talk to me to like recharge, you yeah, know? Yeah, I'm the exact same way. Yeah, like it makes, it, I think it's weird because people confuse the two a lot, yeah. but I mean, it's it's about how you recharge, and that's how it is for me. So when I'm, you know, it's like I binge recharge. I like yeah. binge have like a weekend <laughs> of like talking to no one, and my friends hate it. But I don't have obligations to I don't have obligations to answer. And for like a boyfriend, guys get really mad. Yeah. I don't like very yeah, mad. So they um, do, do they, Grady? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Good save. So maybe it would yeah, maybe the, I don't think that whole thing would work out for you. But, no, yeah. not. I, yeah, this is why I've dated two girls ever, and everything else has just been like some either really awkward first date or some like trying to text somebody and it just being an entire nightmare. Mm. Oh, God. I mean, the fact that it's worked out, though, like. Yeah, going more than three years strong. Yeah, damn. Yeah. But so would you recommend someone do similar to that kind of thing if they've, if someone's, like, had a whole bunch of relationships in high school and they haven't really developed into their own kind of own person entirely, do you think that it's a good idea to get that kind of separation from, like, someone you can be so reliant on in college? I think, so, with what, I've, I've done it extremely, um, to an extreme point, but, you know, it's not like I haven't, it's not like... I've really found someone and I have that hard of a rule, but I think 
spending time alone is so crucial if you don't feel like you found yourself mm. and i think college is a time where you can be in a relationship and you can grow in college and learn who you are but you have to have that trust with your per like person to let them do that right and let yeah. them grow and figure that out um but i would definitely recommend it to some degree uh because i've learned so much about myself and you know and i mentioned we talked about this last time but i think when when you're in a relationship like that you you tend to bring to the next relationship bring what you've you've dealt with in the past one so right. like if you got right. cheated on right you bring those trust issues to the next relationship well that's not fair for the other person yeah. right and you should really experience that and live through that emotion and i think you know it surprises me how much you continually like change and learn and you know even in this past month i've learned so much about myself and it's it's i think being able to understand i'm really big on self-awareness of i know i know when i'm like <laughs> you know what i need to fix and what i don't and i know my flaws but i really i psychoanalyze myself a lot to understand why i do the things that i do and i think not going not understanding that sometimes and going into a relationship can be dangerous you know for the for the sake right. of the relationship it's like important to be able to find who you are without that mm -hmm. being in specifically relation to someone else. Yeah. So it's like all you can find is oh, there's like the shadow of who they are in yourself, mm -hmm. which is not bad and it could be a healthy thing. But if you're trying to figure out who you are, that's not really who you are. Mm -hmm. It's really difficult to grow while in a relationship without having to think about the other person as much because like sometimes it's like one person is trying to grow and the other one needs to literally just sit there and support the other person because they don't have like the mental energy left to even like do anything for the other person. Obviously, it doesn't always have to be that extreme, but a lot of times in high school and college, like it gets that extreme. So it's like if you can't if you can't handle that, like you, you definitely like there's a lot of people where it's like if you need like five or six major changes or you need to like move across the country somewhere, like if you need just a complete life change, I feel like that whole single thing works pretty well yeah yeah well and i feel like for relationships especially going from high school into college i mean you've seen as a ca oh time and time again i'm sure of people come in come in college in a relationship and it falls apart within like the first month but even people who are still in high school and dating someone in college i think my like belief of what i've seen it can work the other way but to make it easier it doesn't matter the age difference as long as like you're in the same stage of life. Because yeah. when you're in, when That's you're important. dating someone in high school who's when you're in college, they're not gonna understand no, what you're going through or like your your responsibilities or anything. You know. Yeah. Actually, someone who's gone through that. How yeah, was that? I you was were in high school. I was the high school senior. Oh, my girlfriend was a freshman, mm. and I mean. I mean, to be honest, like a freshman level college experience isn't too dissimilar from like high like school. Both senior, you guys you know? living at home made a big difference. That's, that. that's, that's true does, too. Yeah. She wasn't she wasn't in the dorms ogling all those hot guys, you know. <laughs> right. It, it's also just a very different lifestyle thing. That's true. Yeah. I mean, like our lifestyles didn't, didn't change much. significantly. To yeah. be honest yeah. with you, because we're we're just commuting now. Like, oh well. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that like. Physical location definitely seems to be gigantic for relationships. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many relationships survive long distance mm -hmm. anyway, right? Very few. Few, mm -hmm. exactly. Even when they're in them, a lot of times, like, they'll be with each other, and then they'll get to be with each other, and then all of a sudden it's... something breaks. Yeah, exactly. You realize, so. oh, the person's changed since I last saw them. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like, if you can make it work, you guys are doing great. You've done something. Something must be going right in the relationship. So, like, not to hate on long-distance relationships, but they are <laughs> hard, for sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, I well and I was I when I was in high school I was always dating guys older than me like a couple years not like yeah professor yeah oh. no not my thing Wait, we have a friend who's into that yeah interesting <laughs> like ASU not, this is not for cool talks true <laughs> <laughs> that's offline that? that's that's spicy talks yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah I was always I've been in the high school situation also dating someone in college. Yeah. But, um, either you're right. Like it wasn't like traditional, like they weren't in the dorms, but also I don't get jealous very easily, but I've seen a lot of people who do. And that mm. becomes a thing of, okay, well you can't go out to the social event, even though that's how you make friends in college yeah, like, what the heck? because like, oh, you're dating me, you know? So I it's think it's just, just interesting. Yeah. Or my boyfriend, my senior year refused to go to prom with me because he was already graduated and he's like, what? I don't want to do that. He was, a, he was probably 20 though at the time. And I was like 18. I could so. see him feeling weird about it, but I feel like yeah. you can't be in that relationship. Yeah. If you're gonna be weird yeah. About that. I yeah. almost went back to prom with my friends. Oh, really? still like graduating. Aww, that's so nice. <laughs> Yeah, my, nothing weird yeah. about it. My girlfriend went with me to prom while she was in college, oh, so yeah. that was very cute, yeah. very nice. Or not? I guess. I mean, maybe like with a dude girl dynamic is a little different, and I don't know. And if it's weird, okay, well, just don't be grinding on the dance floor. <laughs> yeah, have fun dressing <laughs> don't up, going make to it dinner, weird. and then yeah. going to the dance. There are freshmen who look like they're twenty-five. Sometimes you want to feel better about True. it? Just fully shave everything. Just like get full you'll lose three going. years. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, I don't know if I don't think I would go back now or like even no. this after I left way. after a freshman year. I don't know if I would have gone back to do it. it the longer it is, the weirder it is. It's and weird, also like yeah. the older you look. Mentally too. Like, yeah, we, we just graduated college. I couldn't imagine dating a high schooler. That would be so weird. I, they're children. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I feel like an adult now. I feel like yeah. it's easier if you're the less mature ones in college and the more mature ones in high school. Like, Otherwise, they got like, Venn diagrams got to intersect. I feel like the main thing, like, we've been covering with all of this is just, like, if your maturity levels and what you're doing are at way different points is when it's really hard, unless you throw in, like, a whole bunch of patients. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many things that we care about that they don't, there's, you know. There's a certain level where too much patience just becomes grooming. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. you had a vested interest in being creepy though. If you're grooming somebody, like yeah. you knew that they going may not in. realize it. And if you're being, I mean, if you're at a certain point, I feel like patience becomes like, do you even like this person at that point? Or you just like, like the idea, <laughs> or yeah. you just yeah, like, that's are a you trying to get them to do something? They're just general. not going to be for like ten years. It that that's that's weird. That's yeah. not an investment. That's creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I realized being always being the younger one dating an older guy. It's it, this sounds so dumb and cliche, but when you're when you're a girl in high school and a guy, it's like I think cliche like rom com movies, right? Where it's like the freshman and like the older guy likes mm -hmm. her. It's like oh my gosh, like wow, like he likes me, like he knows all of like these older people and he likes me. And I think as the younger, being the younger one, it always felt like oh maybe I'm just like more mature. And I still think I am, but um, <laughs> anyway. Um, but then it was so weird of you know my friends would date older guys and we would always be like that's so cool, you know, not drastically older again, right, but yeah. you know that was it was such like a 
a cool thing to do it seemed like but then now like being I would see my guy friends and knowing that they you know knowing in college that they were dating someone who was a sophomore in high school that's weird you know and looking at it from the flip perspective it's like okay but why can't you can you not date someone your own age is because you're so immature or like is it just because you like it's that person you genuinely really like that person you know i feel like that's a smaller amount of the time yeah you know like that's a romeo and juliet one in a million kind of deal yeah and everybody claims to be that but barely anybody is and i mean as someone who's dated someone older than me someone my age and someone younger you don't realize the difference in maturity sometimes Mm -hmm. but then like after a while it can become really glaring yeah after you grow a bit or they do or they don't or whoever yeah. I mean, I even look back and I was talking to my friend earlier today and I was like, yeah, I am so, I cringe and am so embarrassed at even how I handled things in relationships like two years ago. Right. And I was in college, 19 years old and it, I'm 21 now, like it's changed so much. But at the same time, like you would think I'd be yeah. mature, right? Right. It's like back then you thought you were such a great significant other and you look back now and you're like, oh my God, I was such a shit boyfriend. <laughs> was I the asshole? <laughs> oh my God. Both the asshole. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a good thing to learn from that. You just keep learning, growing, you're good. Yeah. Everybody messes up at a certain age. If you don't look back in the past and think, wow, I was such a little shit back then, you aren't growing. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Or at least, like, think that it needs to be different. Yeah. I mean, I'm, like, one of those people, if you knew me in high school, did you know me? You know? (laughs) I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. You just change so much all the time. Yeah. That really brings up, like, that question of, like, are you your same self the whole time? Or are those, like, changes that happen, like, what make you who you are? Like, it... You just got philosophical looking at me. He's all excited. (laughs) I'm going to take this to another level. We're not going to go down this rabbit hole because... It's really technical, but uh, technically, there's a minimum limit of how fast time passes. So, really, life is actually like a movie, just with a frame rate that's like trillions of a second. So, in reality, every moment, you don't actually move from one place to the next. You are in one state, then you're in the next. So, can you even say that between two instances in time, you're even the same person? Because you literally, one state exists, and then the next. What's the connection between the two? So, even in terms of that... Physically, are you the same person now as you were 10 seconds ago? Mentally, are you the same person? You win. (laughs) Not to be that guy, Drew, but you can make a a dichotomy out of literally anything. You could be people who have watched this episode of Cool Talks and those who haven't. Are you the same person before and after watching this one? Probably not, because Anna's a really great speaker. So, <laughs> but if it, if it were somebody's more, if it was one of our more boring episodes, oh, who knows? That's for spice talk. <laughs> you're not the same person because you're wasting an hour of your life. <laughs> oh my god! Can't get it back. We do not do refunds here. Rest in peace. <laughs> so, what do you think in all of this you've struggled with the most? Um, I think looking back in, in life in general, even in college, like definitely mental health stuff. And I think it's so funny that even I'm sure people listening to this will probably think I have my shit together and I very much so do not. Like, I swear I do not. I eat, I eat ice cream for dinner sometimes (laughs) because it has protein in it. Yeah, thank you. I, you know, I think because it has protein, it should arguably be okay. It has Um, all the food groups. It has protein. It has carbs. (laughs) 
Lots of crabs. I'm forgetting everything else. <laughs> so I think that's it. Follow this advice. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, don't have my shit together. None so. of us are dietitians. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I think throughout college, it's just been I I struggled my whole life with mental illness. Like I've struggled with depression so bad, um, and I was even hospitalized once, to be honest. Um, and. I think that comes to a surprise to a lot of people because because I'm outgoing or because I have my shit together, I seem like I would be happier, everything would be great all the time. And really, that's not the truth, you know? Um, and so that's been really a big struggle for me. And then even this last year, I just found out I have ADHD, which is weird to me because did not ever think that was a thing. Um, Good kind of so, see it. Could you? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I had talked with my psychiatrist to get medication for it, her first, before she started talking, she's like, I'm probably going to interrupt you a lot because people who have ADHD talk a lot. Right. I was like, what? And there's so many things that I realize are symptoms of ADHD now that I didn't know then. So it's and, crazy. And hey, they make great podcast guests. They, <laughs> they've got a lot to say. Actually, some of our best guests have all had ADHD. Shout out to Micah. <laughs> that was a two-parter right there. <laughs> you got one per se. <laughs> so, yeah, they're good episodes because you have one person with ADHD as the main focus, and then a bunch of people who nearly have ADHD as the hosts. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I can't. I think if I got tested, I would definitely be there. I'm one not. Point away. I'm not convinced that you two <laughs> would pass those ADHD tests. But we'll pass meaning I... not have ADHD. I should clarify. So anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think for sure, for me, like, that's been by far, like, the biggest struggle throughout. Gotcha. I mean, I feel like you could also see that with, like, needing, like, entire weekends off or things like that, where it's, like, I feel like it's a lot, like, people need a lot more recharge time when it's, like, they already feel, like, in their head with Mm -hmm. things going off. It, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think for me, it's, like, it affects my life a lot in sleep, which Mm. is the most frustrating part, because I can't. I can't help it to be honest. Like I will, I will like text, call while I'm sleeping, um, anything like that, and I won't know it until yeah. I wake up the next day. And even a CD came in my room. I don't know if you know. Yeah. About that, oh, I, I know that story. Yeah. Someone literally came in my room to wake me up to, for duty check-in, and yeah. I and she talked to me, and I did not know because I was asleep. And then I find out like three weeks later that that happened, and I was like, "Oh That's my god!" That's a weird level of sleepwalking. One of the OCAs yeah. is a little pissy about it. That was funny. Yeah, I did not. I just genuinely was like, "Don't, I'll get there eventually." That's like, chill. Kind of, like, terrifying yeah. though. Like, you don't know what you'll do in your sleep. Oh my god, I know. Are you the same person while you're sleepwalking? Yeah, true. <laughs> I'm not. Drew can attest. <laughs> yeah, when we were roommates, he would uh, he would sleep talk a lot. And it's always random crap, but it became a ongoing... I don't know if I told you this before, but yeah, it became like an ongoing story that Snapchat. I would post on Snapchat, and my friend's parents became invested in this. You would be TikTok famous now. <laughs> I would be. Yeah. Just off of this boy sleeping. I still think that if someone was around me while I was like... If I fell asleep at 10 p.m. and they were awake at 1 or 2, like they would definitely get plenty of Yeah, you would every night. But I'm it's not like, filming myself. That's weird. Does Kirsten ever <laughs> complain? No, she goes to bed no, early. She, uh, I yeah. I, I can kind of fall asleep without her there, but like yeah, there's like a sleep dependency thing there now. You sleep together enough times, and like you just 
It's hard. We need to train her to keep up and make this a side hustle. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, if you get advertising, watch it. Like, if he's sl- he to say company name. Time, yeah. yeah. Dude, you'd be so gold. Iconic. Drink Coke, not Pepsi. Through all of it and, like, find where something happened. Oh, it's easy. It's usually only, like, once per night. Around, uh, mm. it, it started out at like between one and one thirty, and after a while, sometimes it was a little later at like four. You need like a software that shows like where the audio spike is, and you need to be in a neighborhood that doesn't have like a lot of noise. There's apps that do that. There's yeah. sleep talking apps. Oh my I used gosh, to use them. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever find curious. anything weird that you said? Not really. Um, it was I would just like mumble words. Most of the time, it's gibberish. <laughs> but um, yeah, oh. it was really interesting. Definitely, you should check that out. I'll try it out. Yeah. (laughs) Stay tuned for the next episode. Grady Grady will be asleep the entire episode. (laughs) This is Drew and Jack. We're interviewing uh, Grady's subconscious today. (laughs) Then you know what he really, really feels about. Exactly. Yeah. Half the time, it's about food. (laughs) That's honestly mine were too. Because um, the other half is him conscious is also about food. I bet you at least twenty five percent is me being some sort of like anime hero protagonist <laughs> character. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, do you remember your dreams? Not much. Interesting. Sometimes I remember the very last part of it yeah. because there's some sort of death involved somewhere. Oh, oh my gosh. Me killing them, killing me. I, yeah. <laughs> How did you live with him? <laughs> Would that not scare you? Oh, there was a couple times where literally he just. He sat, okay, this horrified me. I was, like, studying for a final or writing an essay or some shit, and he sits straight up in bed, screams bloody murder, at, like, the top of his lungs, sits there silent, and then lays down. And I'm sitting there like, Grady, are you fucking okay? Like, I sat there for a good, like, 20 minutes debating whether or not I should wake him up, because this nightmare must have been horrible. But, like, I was like, do I not wake him up so that way he doesn't remember it? I don't want to traumatize him by making him relive this. I feel like that would traumatize me as the roommate, though, you know? <laughs> Little he bit. Remem- he remembers it. He yeah. does it. Yeah. That shows you where the trauma is. <laughs> I don't have any trauma sleeping with Drew, except for from our oh. sweet Oh, sleeping so with that's Drew. A, that's a different Oh, story. okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, that's good. Jeez, only thing I remember are fire alarms. There are way too many of those in the dorms. That's one thing I'm not going to miss at all. People setting off fire extinguishers for no reason. There's a lock on one of them. Like, what is the point of a fire extinguisher with a lock? You break wait, the for the, wait for the fire to melt the lock. No, like, there's like a padlock. Well, that's holding it closed, right? And then there's the glass image so you can see the fire, the fire extinguisher. Yeah, but you couldn't get it out. It's, it's like, like a small window. <laughs> oh, oh, that's weird. Yeah, I, not great. Innovative. not the smartest. <laughs> yeah. So, through your college experience, what for you has been the biggest surprise out of all of it? Um, living in housing, but <laughs> <laughs> that chaos never never ceases to amaze me what these freshmen do. So entertaining, though. Oh, my freshmen. God. They're pays, so... Pays very well, and you get the best stories. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> th- see, that's the thing I've always asked about, exit too, science. in interviews. Like, yeah, exit signs. I want to... My uh, One of my friends is like, you should take a grad picture with the exit sign. <laughs> and, like, part of me wants to just, like, break down the exit sign before I leave just Jesus. to, like, do it. What? Wasn't that Jesus? No, well, Caitlin told me to do it. Oh, gosh. Gotcha. She's like, yeah, you have to do that. Um, yeah, but I'm like, part of me wants to, like, end up on Barstool in, like, my grad outfit, like, like hitting down the exit sign. <laughs> have you had residents on there? great until your boss sees it. several times. Yeah, I've had residents on there. I've also been on there, but I'm not telling you how. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Can no. you tell us after the podcast? No. <laughs> Catch me scrolling through Barstool for the next three no, hours. No. <laughs> I mean, oh, slave. Through, they delete a lot of stuff, too. Yeah, they do. Oh. People complain, and then they have to take it down, but, you know, they already got hundreds of thousands of views. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've gotten, like, so many kids in trouble from, from yeah. Barstool. Oh, well, I had presidents kicked out because yeah. of Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, that job is insane. I've Some dumb things have happened. Um, but I think, like, in general, um, the thing that just surprises me the most is just how much every year you, like, change and grow mm-hmm. and, like, yeah. look back and be like, okay, I didn't know anything a year ago. Um, and, like, it keeps happening. And I didn't know until a month ago what I wanted to do with my life changed even though I knew for six years straight and then it changed in the last month before I graduated. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's just that change over time and I don't know. I can't imagine if we didn't go to college and just went straight into the workforce, like, oh my gosh. Mm. I would be a completely different person. There would be a lot of chemical industrial accidents between <laughs> Drew and I. There'd be a lot more emotional accidents as well. Yeah. There'd be a lot more crying involved. Oh the chemicals of the heart. <laughs> Mike, let's just say me and Jack had a lot of chemistry classes together. (laughs) Oh yeah, lots of credit hours between us. Uh, uh, And that's all I'll say. Exactly what you think. Oh my gosh, all the credits of suffering. Oh my gosh, actually though. Well, Drew decided elected to take uh, extra three to suffer by himself. So I hope you make it without me, Drew. It's just the one, the one course. Three credits left. Knock on wood. You never know. Well, these are plastic. <laughs> I am not excited for it to be in person. Oh yeah, I heard. I don't. I still think that they're gonna make things online. I hope. I don't want to have to Optional, listen to this professor fault at like normal speed. Do you ever yeah. just think about? I know. Well, I this do. This is gonna too. sound like in like years in the future, like listening to this back. That's... Like context on history. I'm actually yeah. kind of excited for that. I kind of want to download them all. Not for yeah. myself, but like in 30 years, just let my kids listen to it. And they'd be like, God, Dad, you were fucking weird. Yeah, it's like the, the How I Met Your Mother, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 It's so cool. Yeah, honestly. Well, wow. and I do the Snapchat things of the memories. Mm-hmm. The oh, that makes me feel like an old person. <laughs> it, yeah. It makes me cringe so much. Well, I was talking to a friend the other day, and I remembered that, you know how Twitter used to favorite tweets, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. like them? And, like, mm. even things like that, like, we're, things have changed so yeah. much. Like, Remember when there was, like, a protest old. when the Instagram logo changed? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, they, they even... added stories when Snapchat was the only thing that oh, had stories. Yeah. People went nuts. Yeah. Well, now Facebook has stories. And Twitter has fleets. Fleets? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. YouTube has a thing, too. Yeah, yeah. You oh, do the yeah, shorts and community yeah. posts. Shorts make more sense. They're like less stories. They're more it's like TikTok. Yeah. yeah. YouTube's YouTube's it and actually been doing fairly well. It's like what does best of the platform right now. It's weird. Really? Yeah. It's it's nine it's like, like they can be up to a minute, but a lot of them are like fifteen yeah. seconds. Well what happened for a while was that the algorithm was super unbalanced mm-hmm. with shorts and then basically one guy was there's a YouTuber I watch and he just likes to break the math and games and stuff like that and glitch things out. And he basically did the same thing with the YouTube algorithm, and he got a bunch of other people to join in and do it, and it became really huge. And because there were so many people doing it, they unbroke the algorithm for the Unbroke. What? Yeah. That's so weird. Because it's like, there were so few people posting on it, that's like, oh, this guy's yeah. the most viewed person for half mm. of our website. Uh, so let's promote them, like the number one creator. Yeah. Right. just a random guy that got 50 views. I oh got you. Oh my gosh. Wild. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think TikTok really, like, 
like it changed wholly like how yeah. all of social media works now and everybody thought it was gonna be a joke I know it's also weird how on TikTok like 10 million views isn't actually a ton no like it's, it's a yeah. lot but I mean a view is technically when it just shows up on your feed someone yeah. can flick past it in less than a second and it counts as a view so it's like it's not like yeah. the same thing as like someone has to actually click on it yeah or search for you specifically yeah yeah, yeah. I feel like it's just kind of like a snowball effect. Like, once you start to get recommended, more people just flip by you and not mm-hmm. even notice. Yeah. I just miss the Vine days. <laughs> yeah, Vine was the great. OG, TikTok yeah. changed everything. Oh, yeah. yeah, Vine. Wasn't bad timing. Should have come out way later. Yeah. Literally, if you ever meet Grady's girlfriend, just mention Vine. You guys will be great friends. Really? Is she a big Vine person? Yes. Oh, my. I've watched so many Vine compilations with her. <laughs> They're so good, though. It's like yeah, the memories. I've seen, yeah. I haven't... I never used Vine as an application, but I've mm. seen almost every Vine that had over a million views. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're so dumb, too. Like, that's the thing. They're so <laughs> dumb. That's what makes them great. Me croissant. <laughs> maybe, maybe they'll, like, age, like, a fine wine, and, like, yeah. 20 years will be like, ah, oh, they God. were roommates, oh, weren't yes, they? They already have. They already feel so good. Just watch a <laughs> compilation, you'll understand. Well, it's like how people listen to old music now, their yeah. parents, and like whether they like it or not, they like flex, like, oh, I know this, or I listen to it. Like, people are going to be watching like the Vine compilations in, like 20 years from now and be like, oh, I know what like that means. I know what that Speaking quality. of music being old, the fact that there are kids in like high school who haven't heard any of the old like 2008 bops. It's yeah. like they don't know who the Pops. Hot Chili Peppers are, yeah. Fergie, all the things back in the day. <laughs> Fergalicious. Yeah. The day. You ever just listen back to it and you're like, I like it, but it wasn't that great. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's a lot of music. Yeah. I wasn't wrong, but I wasn't right either. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're getting on tangents. So you're welcome. My last question for you is, if you give one piece of advice to all listeners out there, what do you think it would be at this point in your life? Oh, gosh. Advice about what? Just life in general? Yeah, like, the biggest thing that you feel like if someone had told you as a freshman would help you the most, kind of, feeling content with life. Buy GameStop. (laughs) True. (laughs) You mean GameStop? I purposely didn't say that, actually. (laughs) Please please don't buy GameStop. (laughs) Not anymore. Oh, oh, goodness. I don't know. I think for me, like, if I could go back to, like, my younger self, Mm -hmm. I would pretty much just say, like, you're gonna be fine, you know? Because I think that, yeah, like, at the age, like... I don't know, but for me, I think what has been the most beneficial thing that I have grown from is really the concept of trying to really analyze yourself and understand who you are and that self-awareness of, it's weird because people always talk about like, okay, how do you, how do you learn yourself? Or people are like, oh yeah, I went there and like I traveled and then I found myself. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, what the, what the hell does that mean? Right. Could you tell me what you found out about yourself on a piece of paper? I really like vacationing. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly. I like spending money and traveling. Yeah. I like pretty trees. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That's Um, something to actually learn if you live in Arizona. It's like trees, like trees exist. Yeah. If nothing else, people learn to be a little less racist. In Arizona? Uh, oh, not... I mean, they travel. Like, travel. Oh. <laughs> little less. Oh, my God. Um, At least you hope. Yeah. Open to new cultures. Yeah. Um, and then everyone comes back and, like, they're like, oh, whoops, like, I'm doing the, like... That's like the Italian thing, sorry. You know, it's like so like, cliche. Oh, you just yeah. got a sigh at them, like really. Yeah, and like always just hear about it all the time. Um, <laughs> but no, I think for me, it's really analyzing like why I do the things that I do and like what 
um, what caused that. Mm-hmm. So like even in, so my parents aren't together. My dad hasn't been in my life my whole life, but trying to understand for me, okay, how has that really developed in and affected who I am today? Right. Right. And like looking at the different things in life of relationships, right. Of how I was talking about that trust issues, mm-hmm. how has that affected you and changed how you act now and for the future of that? I've learned so much about myself by doing that and talking to other people about it because mm-hmm. other people tell you so much more about yourself yeah, than you notice. Sometimes you might not notice that you're doing something. Exactly. Yeah. And for me, like if you look up, for example, like how things cliche, Okay, so if you look Cliches up like cliche, cliche like for a yeah, but if you if you were to Google like impact of um of like like cliche daddy issues, right? Mm-hmm. Like what the what like the symptoms are, like the effects are, whatever. Like I never like fell into any of those, yeah. so I was like, oh, I'm chilling. But like things like that aren't are everything that you do in life is gonna affect you every single thing you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. And so trying to understand that I think helped me build up who I am and know know how to act and like why I'm doing these things and like everything so it's been honestly like psychoanalyze yourself like talk to someone about it it's so fascinating it also helps you take the positives from your life experiences without letting the negatives take away from your Mm -hmm. life yeah yeah well and I think it shows your preferences too of like okay well why do I naturally like want to do this or like act this way or whatever even like the way I work I'm like okay how come I can only focus like I always have my mind a million places at once right Right. it's just it's interesting that does give me a funny image of like that one friend who's just like they're they're just drinking a little bit too much at the party and you like tell them to stop and you're like like, no my dad left when I was eight let me do this (laughs) yeah no I love making uh, I am an open book to the point that so many people know my deepest secret I forget who I tell so like I'll just bring it up sometimes and like forget about it but um, it's I think the thing is, is I make jokes of things and other people don't know that. And so like people will like say things and I'm like, at least you have a dad or like whatever, like hashtag daddy issues. And I'm a hundred percent joking, but some people are like, whoa. Okay. The worst joke I've ever made. It was to, oh, yes, I think that Jay. Was terrible. So when we were graduating high school, one of my friends had a graduation party and we all like camped out in his backyard and it was like 3 a.m. We were exhausted, and this one kid wouldn't shut up. Um, and he was into really making stereotypical jokes. And so at one point, he was, like, being loud. And I can't remember what triggered me to say it, but I just snapped at him. I was like, oh, what, because your dad left to get milk and never came back? <laughs> I thought he had a dad. Oh my God. I find out three months later that, no, he really doesn't have a dad. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's the type of guy to like just laugh at yeah. that. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. That's so but, like, bad. I felt guilty for so long because of that. Oh my god! Well, that's like doing the cliche like, "What are they dead?" And then like, yes. you know, and then they're like acting and you're like, "Oh my god!" Walking there, like, "Jeez, who died?" Like yeah. my grandma. Yeah, I was like, "Uh." <laughs> my condolences. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess never make that joke for other people not knowing. Yeah, yeah. figure it out first. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, even like, even things of looking at myself and I've asked like, okay, why am I so ambitious? Like, why am I always doing all these things? Of it seen as a positive thing, and I think it is, but like, why? Like, what in my life made me want to do a million things at once? And why are you so ambitious? Why am I so ambitious? I think because, um, because of the way I was raised, um, 
I we didn't have a lot of money growing up and so I think that made me Mm -hmm. um, I didn't want my mom to ever have to worry about sending me to college and so since I was 11 I was like I'm gonna get a full ride and then I wanted to do more Um, and then part of it I think also ADHD I always have to keep myself busy Mm -hmm. but I so much so measure my success in the things that I do because of that Um, in my my own self-worth in the things that I do of not even not even like the resume filler like it's just purely interest why i've done all of these all of these different things but um yeah it's really showed me about why i'm making the decisions i am and it's so fascinating really to to like understand that so you you work things to your advantage right Mm -hmm. so like adhd gotta always be doing something make sure it's something productive that you're doing that way you can manage you know three times the amount of personal projects somebody (laughs) who isn't quite as uh you know all over the place could do but I mean, always sticky notes. Yeah. hundred sticky notes everywhere. (laughs) This might just be me, but I feel like at least 50% of it comes back to something with parental stuff. I... It's just funny to me. Like, the amount of similarities I see where I'm like, yep, that's for my dad. That's for my dad. That's for my dad. (laughs) So you have daddy issues, too? Not issues, just very many similarities. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you get older, you're like, oh my God, I'm becoming my parents. Yes. (laughs) Especially, like, then you look at the pictures of the same age and you're like, I have the exact same stupid grin and face. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> exact same. And same, like, wavy little hair. It, it's wild. <laughs> I don't look anything like my parents. I wish I did. It was like, that'd be, that'd be cool to, like, have the throwback pictures. You yeah. Know? <laughs> but... People, it's always weird if you say to someone that it's like you see the similarities with their parents like sometimes they get real mad about it but then like <laughs> true yeah but i feel like it's fun seeing it in other people and them not seeing it yet and you're just yeah. like no it's it's right there. it's right there yeah <laughs> it's like they have control issues i wonder who else has control <laughs> issues. <laughs> i wonder why i wonder who yeah. raised you to have control yeah. issues <laughs> Well, I mean, even when you analyze other people, I've realized that, like, um, sometimes people aren't so they, they don't come off as like mature or whatever because they didn't have exposure of it. They, their parents were so mm-hmm. great that they yeah. sheltered them and they were always around their parents and never like worked or anything. Of One of the things that I think really impacted me in a positive way was getting a job when I was 14 yeah. because then I learned how to like talk to people and stuff. Mm-hmm. But people who don't do that, mm-hmm. it's interesting to see like as an adult how that like impacts them and their maturity and their thought process and stuff, you know? Definitely. Yeah, you, you usually hear like a lot of really hyper successful people and they're talking about their lives and there's usually a certain level of hardship yeah Yeah, struggle Mm -hmm. that they've had to like overcome because if you can't overcome something you don't you don't build the ability to overcome things and Mm -hmm. then you can't accomplish anything if you aren't given that hardship you have to either go find it or your hardship's gonna be not knowing how to deal with hardship right exactly i mean it's the right balance of Mm -hmm. parental helicoptering and total neglect just (laughs) somewhere in there is is a future president just like how do you put desire in a person into something that is like an actual thing in real life at the moment everything i've learned about little kids is tell them they can't have it (laughs) and they'll get it you can't study you can't do that math don't you do it well there's um there's like a parenting (laughs) style now where they don't say no degrees i think you can only take that so far yeah (laughs) true it's like oh you want dinner too bad (laughs) you cannot eat all your vegetables don't do it stay away from the broccoli yeah (laughs) low-key it worked for me at a as a camp counselor 
<laughs> is that what you talk about when they're like, they're like yeah what was your communication skills that you learned is for me in camp counseling no. they're like yeah tell everyone no all the time <laughs> it's really hard to get this is why you make me part of the management team baby <laughs> reverse psychology i accomplish nothing tell everybody off for doing even the slightest thing wrong don't need a promotion dad Just start me up there <laughs> my dad's dad? wonderful uh, oh my god uh, imagine mr grayson the incredibly supportive father watching the podcast because he just loves yes. his darn son. <laughs> I apologize for this sorry excuse of a man. Damn. <laughs> I mean, he's a, he's a co-host on a podcast, so... We're a pretty big podcast, yeah. We're up and coming. We're up to 30 or 40 views on actual decent episodes. Hey. That's good, though. <laughs> yeah. How much on this episode, though? We're hoping for more. Hey. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> Alright, is there anything else you guys want to touch on before we wrap things up any social media or special causes you'd like the people to know about i forgot that you were gonna ask me that um (laughs) yeah linkedin anna wilson probably hard to find on there but she'll know (laughs) if you're hard to find me yeah you're gonna have to find her face and look up like pwc maybe yeah yeah any anyone that yeah how many pwc presidents named anna wilson could there possibly be true honestly i mean like i I think she's the president of pwc well former yet yet (laughs) i was thinking of sorry i got caught i got ahead of myself (laughs) we'll see let's not jinx it (laughs) oops yeah (laughs) But yeah, I don't really use social media much, so LinkedIn is where I'm at. <laughs> gotcha. And no special charities in mind. Well, I forgot that you were going to ask this. I don't know. Um, Camp Kessum. Okay. Yeah. Camp Kessum, good cause. It- How do you spell that? K-E-S-E-M. Yep. I would have put an extra S. So, I would have. But yeah. the kids would have gotten nothing from it. I think it was Camp Caterpillar. Nope. No, Kessum. Wow. That's actually the first time I've ever heard someone pronounce it that way. Really? Yep. Never heard it that way. Well, is is there... There's Camp Kaysom, too, right? There's probably That's probably like just something. another wrong pronunciation. <laughs> there might be other camps I mean, out there. There's probably a camp called that. It's a big, there's a lot of camps. We're shouting out it's all inferior. of them right now. We're, yes. Yeah, we're probably... All anyway, <laughs> if y'all enjoyed, make sure to hit that like button. Helps out the algorithm a whole bunch. And if there's any guests you guys would like to see or you'd like to be a guest yourself, let us know down in the comments section. If you want to see more of these episodes, hit that subscribe button. Bye!